This week's episode is brought to you by Odal O's, the official cereal of Spite Brothers. Rise to the challenge of the day. Miracle ace your exams. Illegal? Maybe. But it's Odal O's. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. And we're here today with the one, the only, it's very safe to say, living proof. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, so to those of you who don't go on the Vanguard subreddit, living proof is uh, the the Spike Brothers guy. Um, Like, that's all you do, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, I dabble with shadows and stuff like that, but it's mostly gung-ho Spike Brothers for me. Yeah, you dabble in shadows the way that a teenage boy has gay thoughts. It's like, you know, <laughs> 1% of everything that you're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, a lot of people on the subreddit, because like I'll, I'll put these episodes up on the Vanguard subreddit, so shout out to r slash Vanguard. but um, they're like, when is Proof going to be on the podcast? But we're, since we're, we're analyzing Spike Brothers, what better a day, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I didn't know I was that highly requested, so shout out to those that wanted me to be on here. Yeah. Also, okay, one thing I'm jealous of you for is that uh, people can have like a little like flair like what clan you play so i have like a little thing that's just gray nature but you get your own personalized one why yeah uh, how did you what get happened, that what happened was that i don't i think it was during the summertime that whole thing that went down with lafunk doctor took place and this tier list that he put up based on his own opinion of how clans were and different deck styles were uh-huh. and he put uh, Rise and Miracle as a bottom tier deck and I asked him why and he was like because when I played against it I never felt any pressure by it and I just don't think it's really good and I was like I defended my case for why the deck is strong and then I believe it was uh, Zeronas Vega who's one of my subs and he was like why don't you guys fight it out on CFA and he was like, I'm cool with that, and I can't back down because then I'd look like a punk. So I was like, sure, I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got a time together, and we played it out, and I ended up winning 2-1. to one, And the whole subreddit got hyped for it. We had, like, I think 10, 15 people grouped together in the little ice castle watching the game go down. Uh, LaFunk Doctor streamed it on his, his Twitch channel. I took the videos and I broke down my thought processes uh, after the fact and uploaded it to my channel. And then uh, Nico Justice, who I'm pretty cool with on the Reddit site, he yeah. reached out to me and was like, do you want a... He pretty much talked about why I'm considered a bolt from the blue and yeah. gave me that personal flair for it. That's such a, that's such a great flair, though. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. Because like, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that kind of like mini-celebrity status. On their, the, the only thing I, I, the only thing I had was when they started doing like when they're like oh if you want like they have like a like a stickied post that's like clan intros so like if someone goes I want to play this clan you can click on it and it has everyone explaining what their clan does and I managed to jump on Great Nature in time so that's about <laughs> as close as I get to quote unquote celebrity status on there um, 
Yeah. People reach out to you for uh, great nature stuff for what I'm familiar with. What? People uh, like seek you out yeah. for great, or people tag you when it comes to yeah. great nature stuff. Last I checked, that's unless true. I'm, no, it happens. I'm happens from time to time, but like I think you're more omnipresence than I am. Uh, still cool though. Um, <laughs> it helps when you play a lesser played clan and devote your entire Vanguard career to it. Hey man, when I started <laughs> playing Great Nature, it was a lesser played clan. It's true. Yeah, BTO seven. Wasn't that like right when Leopold? Yeah. Uh, came on the scene. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I went, uh, like, right after BTO8 came out, I went to a team regional with two friends where it was me and then my two friends were playing uh, Ezel and Dote. And then I I'm, I was, like, the third player because I'm supposed to be, like, the wink, weak link. I went undefeated, and my friends ended up being the ones that cost us the tournament. <laughs> because, because at the time, you show up with this, and people are like, what? Okay, what? Animals with objects... Who, exactly. I don't understand. And then they, and then by the time that ha- by the time they figure it out, they're at six damage. So. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happens with spikes. Uh, every regional when I took a uh, miracle ace with me. Yeah. I would I would strive miracle ace, and I'd be like, you know what this does? No. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, here's what it does. I went through the whole spiel. And then, uh, like uh, Matt, you you played Spike Brothers for a long time. Yeah, I started with um, Dudley Emperor uh, oh, with, yeah. uh, you know, all you had was Juggernaut Maximum. And then when uh, the Break Ride came out, you played that. And then I really st- I really started enjoying it when the uh, Legion Era came out because Spike Brothers were uh, like almost like almost top tier in, in Legion Era, uh, minus some Revenger and Yggdrasil shenan- and Thingsaver shenanigans. But uh, they were really, really strong. And I was really excited for Miracle Ice when it came out. And I watched a lot of proof videos. Like, there's plenty of videos like describing like the different builds when uh, uh, the technical booster came out, and uh, I was kind of like, "Yeah, the Miracle Ace deck seems really strong," and it was a lot of fun. And then I kind of, uh, I don't know, a little disoriented when the new when the new sports started getting spoiled. Yeah, and, and then you ended up selling it to our friend Jared. So it's, uh, I, 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 I think. Mean, well, okay, hang on. I, I think it's good that you have like the, this more disillusioned view on spike brothers and then proof is so uh devoted to them that like we have two very opposite schools of thought on the clan which means that when we when we finally start talking about what it is we came to, to came here to talk about that it, it'll it'll be for make for a fun debate i hope <laughs> <laughs> it should be yeah yeah who knows? I might be persuasive enough to sway Matt back to spikes. Who knows? Well, then, you, then you would have to kill Jared, and like, <laughs> sure. I don't want that on my hands. I can't yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jared's short, so we could. I don't know. <laughs> Who? Which one? I've seen some of your videos with the person playing spikes. Uh, which one is? Who's that playing it with the Adelaide sleeves and all that jazz? Oh, that would be Gabe. Oh, I would. That would be. I would never play with Adelaide. Yeah. He's, See. Yeah. I, re- I respect that. I appreciate that, Matt. I I hate Adelaide. I hate all the memes surrounding Adelaide. Me too, Gabe. If you're listening to this, the the authority on Spike Brothers thinks Adelaide is stupid. So. Take that. <laughs> or the yeah, Adelaide is revolting. Yeah, I know. I agree. And then the um, what was I thinking of? But yeah, Gabe only played Miracle Ace for like a couple months. And then he he ended up selling it off because recently he he's been uh, he, he's like I'm gonna quit Vanguard. He never quits. He he just like jumps from deck like, to deck. Mm. Um, he always keeps Neo Nectar though, so he's been like playing Neo Nectar since like BTO five. Like 
you know, the original terrible okay. Sephiroth, stuff like that. So he's been doing that, and he always keeps that, but he always, he's, like, jumped around from, like, Nova Grapplers to Angel Feather to Spike Brothers to Nubatama to Touch, like, just everything. So. Trying like, to find his place. I guess so. Or or he's just trying to play what's fun for him, or, you know, he tries to, he, mm-hmm. he flips decks, kind of. Gotcha. I, I do that, too, sometimes, but maybe not to his extent. <laughs> the best thing is, Gabe doesn't listen to the podcast, so everybody who is who has listened to this for a while will know who Gabe is, but Gabe doesn't know that I'm talking smack about him, so <laughs> it's a good feeling. Um, anyway, so Spike Brothers. Yes. Back in our point land. So Spike Brothers was a clan. When did it first come out? Like BTO2, I think was the first? I believe they had a few cards come out in BTO1. They had... Jugs, Maximum, Bracky. Right. I think right. they came out in BTO one back when everything was splashable. So you would splash spikes and a couple things. I remember splashing it into Soulless Coco when I was dabbling around with that. That was a hassle, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I think they became a fully fleshed out clan in BTO three. That that's when um General Safery came out. Oh yeah. You know what's funny? And is then. That- Wait, Juggernaut Maximum was the very first Vanguard unit to appear in the show. Yeah, because I think uh, Morikawa yeah. showed it off and then and then yeah. shifted focus back to everything else that was happening. Yeah, but like that is the that's the first thing you see. Like you start episode one and you see this big burly f- football player running at you. <laughs> like what what a way to start an anime, right? Exactly, got to draw people in. Yeah, it's the strongest grade three. The str- <laughs> Yes. Um, okay, so Gen- uh, BTO3 General Safe Raid comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And then you you guys didn't really get much stuff until, like, you know, you get, like, EBL1 things, like, stuff off the side, I think. Yeah, uh, well, oh, go ahead. Ex- Extra Booster 3 gave Spikes an actual thing worth playing in uh, Dudley Emperor. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, with Extra Booster 3, you also got Spectral Duke Dragon. It's true. Oh man! <laughs> so instantly overshadowed. So yeah. <laughs> Spikes were kind of playable during the General Safery era, but it was really hard because the skill of it never really added to your hand. So back when cards didn't come to your hand as freely like Stride era does, every card counted even more. Mm-hmm. And so. Getting that top call off of General Safery ended up hurting in the long run, even if you did get the extra attack off of Juggernaut Maximum. And so it didn't have a, a really long shelf life, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, wait, so EBO3 got Deadly Emperor, and then what was it, like BT10? Was that was when stuff finally started? You know? Oh, but when, uh, when Bad End Dragon came, I think that was BT10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the original BT10 before Bushiro. America decided to shift 11 and 10 around because of Descendant Era and Dote Era and all that stuff trying to clash together. Yeah, right. But then that's when things definitely started to take off for the clan because Bad End Dragger added so much offensive output that it just took things to the next level for us. And at the time, everything attacking for plus 10,000 power was really overwhelming to people that didn't know what was coming at them. So so I'm trying to remember the skill. So on break ride, Vanguard gets plus 10, and then everything that attacks that turn gets plus 10 and goes to bottom, right? Yep. 
All Spike Brothers. That's the the key distinction. Still because, crazy. Yeah, it was still crazy. It just made sure you didn't. It wouldn't clash together, or you'd be splashable in like extreme fight nowadays. It has to be Spike Brothers that attack. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that, we also get like another grade three boss in that set, Grateful Catapult, which tried to be Dudley Emperor, except it was terrible. Um, a card. What? <laughs> I hate Grateful Catapult. I, I hate how almost good it is, where you, <laughs> you on attack, you counterblast two, persona blast, you discard another copy of him, then you search your deck for two things, call him to... Rearguard. So it, it was basically Dudley Emperor, where Dudley Emperor was counterblast two two cards from hand to soul, and then right, it was a yeah. straight up break even. In which case, Grateful Catapult was a plus one, a plus you could say kinda. Even though the stuff you call went back to the deck immediately, like everything now. Well, I mean, it's still in a vacuum. It's a plus one with everything else. Right. Yeah. It. So. I don't know. I feel like there needs to be a, a some some kind of like starter that lets you get Persona Blasters. I don't know. In order for that thing to be good. But otherwise, after that, you had... Let's see. I'm trying to think of other... BT-16. Oh. oh, it was six sets in between support? Uh-huh. Oh, this is back when Spikes got a one support thing a year. So right. I'm not surprised. Oh, you, guys, yeah. you guys in Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Um, but uh, the BT-16 support was insane. So originally, in Japan, there was the triple R was Emerald Blaze, or Silver Emerald Blaze? Emerald Blaze was the grade 3, yeah. Yeah, the grade 3, there was a triple R Emerald Blaze, who was kind of like Dudley Emperor, except needed another counterblast and took one less card. So it was counterblast 3, put one card from hand into soul. Same effect with Dudley uh, Emperor. It had to be a Persona... Had to be one of the two cars on the Vanguard circle. Okay. Oh right, so, you so sl- that or a Silver Blaze. So slightly less crappy than uh, than Grateful Catapult in terms of like pulling the skill off. Slightly. To slightly. a degree, because you had potentially six more targets or six total targets versus three other total targets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At the cost of one extra counterblast. Yeah. It went. It was in a. If it was the only thing that we got. In terms of grade three Legion option, it still would have been played because it would have combined regardless with a uh, bad end dragger. True, right? But then, but then, <laughs> but then the boy at the time, the big, the big boy himself, Bloody Ogle, dropped on the scene, and then that's when hilarity ensued. I'm an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that card is nuts. And then, actually, it wasn't even him that did it. It was the fact that we saw what his uh, Legion mate did with Frozen. That's when all the wheels started to turn and all the pieces started to come together. Oh, yeah. So, the Grade 2 is, at the end of the battle in which this unit attacked, if you're in Legion, you can Counterblast 1, shove it to Soul, search your deck for another uh, card, card and call it to Rearguard. Yep. Only during the turn that you Legion. Yeah. But then... Search itself out, which is insane. Because he would just go call, 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 and then like this. This is usually on break ride turns, so it's going nineteen, 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 and then like last thing. Actually, uh, it's actually going. 24. It's going twenty-four. Oh right, because uh, bloody Odo on the turn you legion stuff gets plus five, so twenty-four, twenty-four, twenty-four. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is like when I say bonk turn, that's exactly what I think of. Is the <laughs> the Odo turn and. Actually, the, the, there was a uh, starter 
that I like. I used to run the deck too. There was a starter. I ran Cyclone Johnny, which was yep. uh, yeah. Where if you boost something like a rear guard, if you're in Legion, I forgot what it does. Like if you boost while you're in Legion, if you boost, the, if you boost a rear guard while you're in Legion, I think you give it plus three and then return it to the bottom. But it's going to the bottom anyway, so who cares, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it it was pretty aggressive. Um, but and then of course you know cut to G era, technical booster one you get. Rising. Rising. And you got, you got a little bit of you got a little bit of Delhi with Delhi um Jessica, mm-hmm. but the main focus was definitely rising and uh the charge support because they needed to flesh out the keyword. Yeah, go on. Oh, because Spikes had no G era support minus a couple uh fighters collection things. And up to that point the the strides were underwhelming, to say the least, because we had uh Flash Bruce, which was a bigger Dudley Mason. Mm-hmm. Which was I don't I'm not a big fan of Flash Bruce because I don't like the idea of wasting more cards in my hand than I are, than I'm already doing playing Spike Brothers. Yeah, which is why I love Danfer Lily, which we'll touch on soon. Mm-hmm. But then the other stride we had was uh, Dudley Geronimo, which was hype at first until you realize that Bad End gave the skill to the Vanguard and not to your rear guards. <laughs> Wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, the hype surrounding him faded to nothing at all. What a bummer. So the reason the reason bad end works the way it does is because when you break ride, it gives a skill to your vanguard that whenever a rear guard attacks, give it ten k. Right. Yeah. So if you stride, you know, if you stride over that, then you lose that skill. Yeah. Exactly. I, I have I have a similar thing with uh, what's it called in Great Nature because if you do a what's her name, God damn it. Chat Noir. Chat Noir, thank you. Blinking, sorry. But yeah, if it, it, well, like, Chat Noir is like break ride turn. You can't like break ride and then stride over it because you can't get your. At least Kathleen came along. That's true. Kathleen is awesome. Yeah, um, you have your break ride within your break ride. It's like break ride exception. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, so you, you guys did that, and then now as we get closer to the present, we have. Uh, even more, uh, more charge support, more and charge Dudley support, support coming. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked about the Dudley support is that there is uh, Dudley Caligula. Just the name is great. He's pretty good. Now, full disclosure, I have not been a huge Dudley fan because, by and large, the Dudley stuff leading up to now has been underwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Delhi Emperor was pretty good, but then Delhi Lucifer came, but then you were like, why play Lucifer when I can still play Delhi Emperor yeah. and get more more offensive output that way? Yeah. And then Delhi Geronimo was okay. He got, he gets better now, but at the time he was kind of okay. So my hype for Dudley like, slowly went downhill as we got further and further away from... Uh, Legion, or as we got more into the Legion era, and mm-hmm. I was playing Break Ride exclusively at the time. Yeah. That now that when Ryzen dropped, like all my after I understood how Ryzen and Miracle Age worked, I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing! I'm gonna ride this out as long as I can." And then I kind of mm-hmm. shifted focus to Ryzen away from Dudley. You mean rise this out as far as you can? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Puns. All right. Um, 
Well, okay, and, and then uh, with with Dudley, you got just Dudley Jessica, which is pretty good. Good grade three. I think, I think that card it's is all, good. It's just the support is like not there or yeah. wasn't there at the time. Right, and uh, with set ten or set nine, my apologies. They wanted to flesh out Dudley to be a more complete sub clan or archetype, whichever you want to call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I could appreciate that. Dudley, I'm just. Right, Caligula. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's a he's a decent. Uh, actually, it's probably going to be your go to first stride in most cases with the Dudley deck mm. because it's counterblast one, pick two cards, put it into your soul, check the top eleven, and take up to three Dudleys from that and call them into separate open rearguard circles, and then everyone you call gets plus two thousand from there. That's crazy. It's pretty good, and what? then eleven is such a weird number, though. No, it makes sense because American football. Mm-hmm. Oh, because there's that many people on a team. On oh, no. there's that's the many people on the offense or defense at any one time. That's cool. I, I so they, they tried to play, pay homage to that. Hmm. It's like nice. Little... Yeah, I really like. I just like the name Caligula because Caligula is a fucking badass and um. Roman. What do you uh? Yeah, Latin. I remember. Uh, I remember watching films on Caligula in Latin class in high school. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> what Latin but class maybe, or high school? Which which is the thing you're old for? Uh, probably both. Yeah. <laughs> I took Latin in high school to, too. Don't worry. I had to take. I had to pick a language, and I figured Latin would help me out more for SAT prep. That's how forward thinking I was at the time. Because mm-hmm. prefixes were the bane of everything apparently when I was coming through school. Mm-hmm. And so I took Latin thinking it would help me with my prefixes. And at the end of the day, I remember more from eighth grade Spanish than I do from the two years I took Latin. That's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that well, actually Latin helped me with like enlarging my vocabulary and also like in science classes and stuff. Right. Where, where they'll be like, like something, something sanguinary. And I'm like, sanguis is blood in Latin. This has to do with blood, that kind of thing. See, I learned something yeah. just now. I had no clue that Sanguis was blood in Latin, and I took it for two years. Come on now. You must have had <laughs> terrible teachers. That's... <clears throat> um, let's see. So that's in the new set, all, all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The Miracle Ace and the Dudley stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is, is... Do you still think like the Miracle Ace stuff is better? or In terms of all the... The potential spike decks that are out there. Yes, and then also go, I. Oh, I was going to say also to start. go uh, here. Tell me which one you think is better, and then afterwards go into more detail about uh, Miracle Ace because we haven't really talked about it yet. Okay. Yeah, I believe that the charge based deck is the better of the current options. I feel it's the most consistent at killing somebody or getting the game to end at a particular moment in time mm-hmm. versus the other decks. I feel it has a better matchup against some of the more controlled decks that are out there. Dudley can pr- play a slower grind game, but when you're already when you're trying to play a slow grind game against a slow deck, you're going to get outpaced. So you need and they don't have the finishing power that Miracle Ace has. So I would take a Miracle Ace deck to a big tournament because it it can play fast and it also it can also kill regardless of when you stride. For example, 
if I'm playing against a more aggressive deck and I'm going first and they have the first stride option, I can make plays to lead up to having a first stride Miracle Ace turn and have enough soul to where I can finish my opponent off when their hand is low after their first stride turn to be able to finish the game off from there. Or if I'm playing from uh, second and I have the first stride, I can set up my plays to be more aggressive to dwindle their hand and build up my soul to then finish finish them off after their first stride. So regardless of what they do, I can make my game plan suit uh, building up to a Miracle Ace turn and then finishing them off from there, which I really like. Okay, so the to those who don't know, Miracle Ace is uh, your your finisher. He's the boy. The boy. He's the boy. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of boys in Spike Brothers because yes. there's Supernova now. There's Miracle Ace, but yeah, actually, we'll get into Supernova in a bit because, like, I know you are a big fan of him. But Matt, what do you think of Supernova? Uh, the card. How do I say? Doesn't really do anything. What? Like, okay, hang on. Like, Hold- <laughs> so I, I don't like. You have to set up this turn where you end up charging with units. Let's see, it's pretty easy to get one from Stride Skill. It's pretty easy to get one from Weak Killer, and you have to find a uh, you know another random charge unit somewhere, and then you'll have four when you activate a skill. But then, I don't know. Like, is this? Do I like? Do I care about this card? I guess is uh, what I'm asking, and I'm just I don't know. I don't think that I do. Like, there's like a backrow attacker, which I'm not. I'm not sure how good it is. He's and awful. then, yeah, and then it's like so. I'm making a couple more attacks. Like, I, if he gave the vanguard skill that all your rearguards got plus 10k, like when they attacked, I would like that card a lot more. But like the fact the, that it gives it, yeah, like the dragger. Yeah, but he just gives it to the current existing rearguards, which kind of made made me upset. Um. But uh, why do you think the card is good? Because I'm very interested, actually. Why Why I think he's good is because... Well, hang on. Well, Before you go into it, what is the full effect to somebody... All right, home? so yeah. Supernova says uh, on attack, you flip up a, a G unit face-up, and then you put units in charge equal to the number of face-up of him in your G zone. And then if you have four... Units charging, you give the entire team on the board plus ten thousand to the end of turn. Okay, and then char and then charge. We haven't explained that yet. Charge is the keyword for Spike Brothers, where something is right. called by an effect. You can have it become charging, and then after it, uh, if it after it attacks, if it's charging, it goes to the bottom of deck. So no, it's uh, after it's after it's involved in its battle. Oh, so okay, it can so be attacking boost. or boosting. Interesting. So what 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 annoys Matt about that is. Uh, if I'm correct, is that uh, Grand Blue has an easier version of that keyword in Hollow, or because the, because it activates from hand, or just yeah. wherever? Yeah, that's fair, and that's the that's pretty much the issue surrounding spikes is that you put in a lot of effort to get a return or try to get a return on your investment to where the return doesn't equal, and it kind of sort of as opposed to hollow where you have all these extra means to get cards in your hand because of what they gave to grand blue prior to hollow being revealed. Yeah. And then in addition to what hollow has that you feel like you're doing a lot of extra work to get there. True. 
Well, anyway, so so back to the thing of uh, Supernova. So that's how Charge works. Yep. Okay. So the reason I feel Supernova is good is because, well, let me back back step. Again. People that think Supernova is underwhelming is because they keep trying to find these greedy ways to get his 10K to activate on your first stride. When, in my opinion, he's not meant to be activated on your first stride because the resources that you have to give up for it when your opponent is at like two damage isn't worthwhile in the long run. Okay. However, explain. So there's from what I've been looking at, there's two ways to get his 10 K to activate on your first drive. That is feasible. Wait, how do you get One, the 10 K again? It's uh, if you need, you need four units charged when you activate his, uh, his flip. Okay. All right, sorry. Continue. Or after after you flip up something, you put units in charge, and then is when they, if there's four units in charge at the time, then the 10k activates. Gotcha. Okay. And so the first way to get his 10k active on your first stride is you need to utilize uh, the new starter Mecha Coach, and Mecha Coach says at the end of the battle that a charging you want your charging rearguards attacked, you can push him into the soul. And you can bind the column and then call the column back to separate open rear guard circles. It's really convoluted stuff here. So if I lose you along the way, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah. So what you need to do is you need to have Axe Diver, which says when you place them onto rear guard, you counter blast and soul blast one. You pick one of your other rear guards, you bind it and call it back out. And then if he's charging, you give both him and the unit he called. So you need to put something in charge with Axe Diver. You need to have a charge unit behind the unit that you put in charge with Axe Diver to utilize with Mecha Coach. And then you need to use Mecha Coach's skill to bind the two charge units in that other column. And then call them back out at rest through Mecha Coach and put them back in charge. So then when you search through Rising Nova Stride skill and get the third charge unit, you then flip over with Supernova to put the fourth unit in charge, which is going to be Axe Diver number one. Did that make sense at all? That made yep. sense. I was also going to say, don't forget to preheat your oven to 450 degrees because that is convoluted as fuck. Um, exactly. <clears throat> well, there's <laughs> that. Let me, if I'm under... Go ahead. Sorry. If I'm understanding this correctly, then you now have a rested column that's getting both that where both units are getting 10k. No, well, you don't have a. It's not a full column. The key to that would be you put one. You put them both in the back row, one behind Vanguard. I see. So then you, so then you free up the front row circle. I see. Ugh. What a pain! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the other way to get a unit in charge is to, well, to do it the first way. I think you need. Either need to have Mecha Coach as your starter, which means you're not using Mecha Trainer as your starter. Oh, and right. As I've established overall, is that Mecha Trainer is king. If you watched uh, last week's episode about the ban list, we mentioned Mecha Trainer. Basically, it's Conroe. Counter Blast, kill it off, grab it, raid one, which is way too good to pass up. Exactly. <clears throat> like, there's. It, it, it's it's hard pressed to find a starter that you want to use in your deck that will outclass what Mecha Trainer does for the deck. Yeah, I feel like Bushiro kind of forgets that. They're like, oh, if you use this starter, you can do this combo. They're like, yeah, but this one is better and already here. <laughs> they 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 remember Mecha Trainer when, they, um, when the tech boosters came out because they put them on the watch list for a time. That's true. 
but then they were like, oh yes, oh yeah, spikes. Nobody plays spikes off the ban list or the watch list at yeah. the next uh, cycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I so did, then, oh, go ahead. I I was gonna say like I feel like the the whole thing with uh I call it Overlord syndrome where Bushiro will make a card or cards or archetype where they're like check this out it does this thing they're like yeah but Overlord exists why would mm-hmm. I play Sealed Dragon when this thing is around there's no reason right. to do it so yeah exactly every other starter in Spike Brothers has like Overlord syndrome pretty bad <laughs> anyway continue so. Unless you're, if you're not using Mecha Trainer as your starter, you're going to need two Counter Blasts to do the first combo, because you're going to need one for the Axe Diver, and you're going to need one for Rising Nova Stride skill. If you do use Mecha Trainer as your starter, you're going to need to have a third Counter Blast, because you're going to have to need to search out Mecha Coach to have it put into your hand to facilitate the first combo. Ew. The second combo... Is equally as pricey because it also costs three counter blasts, and you're gonna need to have an axe diver in hand. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna call out a charge unit or have one on the field already, and you're gonna call out axe diver A to put the first unit in charge by paying his costs. And then you're gonna attack with Vanguard and do Rising Nova Stride skill to call out axe diver B, and you're gonna do Axe Diver B skill to then put Axe Diver A in charge because for whatever reason, when Bushiro designed Axe Diver, he doesn't put himself in charge through his own skill unless, uh, I lost train of thought, but he doesn't put himself in in charge unlike um, the new Batama Glimmer Breath clone. Yeah. We call call him Axe Diver. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. Well, Ass diver. Me, he was he was terrible before Lethal Forward came out. So yeah. we'll t- we'll touch on him soon. Okay. But and so you're gonna need the second counter blast to put, or you'll need to use your third counter blast to put Axe Diver A in charge through Axe Diver B skill, and then you flip up a Supernova with Supernova's flip and put the fourth unit in charge. So then that that puts you at four charge units at the cost of three counter blasts and two. Well, effectively, a minus one from Soul since Nova Stride Skill puts one in there for you. Well, there's that, but you also have to, um, like, your your big finisher is Miracle Ace, your boy. Which needs the, which which needs needs, the Soul. Exactly. So it, it's just and not... See, I like how you did that. You brought us back to where we started <laughs> here with Miracle Ace. Yeah. See? So basically, the, the, the whole trying to get, uh, you, you know, what's his name? Miracle Ace's... Not Miracle Ace. Uh, Rising Nova's Stride version to get, like, the full effect on the first stride is way too complicated. It's it's too complicated, and the payoff isn't worth it. Yeah. But but to get us back to why I think he's good, it's because when I was testing the deck, I realized that there's a combo you can do that's less counterblast intensive, and you get a better payoff for it because you are being more aggressive and you're putting on more pressure on your opponent depending on their damage level. I think so what in, I mean by that... I was going to say, I, I think instead of trying to explain the whole thing again, because that would mean the listener has to envision it in their head, why not just go check out your channel? Because you have a video explaining this whole thing, don't you? I, I put up my preliminary deck list for Supernova. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, sitting on my channel right now. Okay. So, in, in, in to, yeah, because I, I realized when you were trying to explain how to do uh, Rising Supernova's like, full thing i got really bored 
which means that the listener got really bored. <laughs> I got bored during my own podcast. You know how weird that is? And, it, and it's no fault of your own. It's just trying to conceptualize every card that you're explaining. And right, because just, spikes aren't easy. What? Spikes aren't easy. Yeah, spikes, and that's, no. why they don't, they don't, that's why they don't see as much play as they could. That's true. I feel like a lot of plans where people go, oh, this plan's worse. It's not that it's worse. It's just the people who are playing it are like the six people who are devoted to it. You know, like, right. like great nature. There's about like after the initial hype went down, there's about like eight people, six people, eight people, right. or like Pale Moon, or you know, Genesis. Like after the Wiseman Loop, kind of fell out of favor. Like just that, there some clans are just kind of in niche a lot, right? And um, like every like every small clan, like it's kind of complicated. But once you figure out its particular nuances, you get rewarded for figuring it out, and you, you can punish your opponent that way. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's a surprise factor of people going, what the hell is that? And then it's you explaining <laughs> your effects, and they're like, I have no idea what this was, or what I was mm-hmm. prepared for. I don't for. know what happened, like, all of a sudden, yeah. I'm at six damage now, and I lost, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> exactly. And then and, and then you just be like, throw a football helmet or some, at, some, at them or something, leave the table. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what your victory dance is if you have one. Uh, <laughs> I don't currently have one. I shake hands and I say good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worldwide so, American way. Exactly. <laughs> so to bring us back to why I feel Supernova is good is that I don't focus on his 10K. I focus on mm-hmm. what he does by putting another unit in charge for me from my hand that my opponent may not be ready to see. And it helps guarantee a particular unit to be in charge and I don't have to rely on Danford Lily hitting to call that particular unit out. So mm. you pass up the on hit pressure with Danford Lily, which is an on hit stride in favor of getting a guaranteed another, another guaranteed attack off through supernova's skill to then put the unit back into your deck. That's why I think he's good. Touche. That makes sense. What do you think about that? No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, when uh, people were talking about working on getting points in charge uh, originally, I was like, uh, I was like, this requires like at least three counter blast, and you have to use you know either a crappy starter or be really creative and need even more counter blast. And uh, yeah, I, I came to the same conclusion very quickly. But uh, I, I guess the one thing that was difficult for me to know is uh, how useful it was, or how useful the other charge units would be from hand. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably still a little unclear to me. And I can uh, so with my particular combo. Are you you're familiar with Cobalt Impulse? That's correct. He Cobalt Impulse says uh, <laughs> while charging, if he hits the Vanguard while charging, I draw a card and retire one of my opponent's rear guards. Mm-hmm. And so the con- the idea behind the combo is that if my opponent is at three or less damage, I try to come at them with a triple cobalt attack by utilizing supernova to put one in charge, calling out another one through rising over stride skill. And then using air force Eliza, which is a new card in the set that after she boosts a charging rear guard, I can bind the, the unit and I can call it to a separate open rear guard circle. So then you get triple cobalt attack off that way to pressure with on hit, draw card, retire three units potentially. Oh, very nice. On the flip side, there's Mayhem Tiger, which is, in my opinion, one of the best cards that came out of set nine. And I don't know what Bushiroad R&D was doing when they thought of this card, but I appreciate it. Explain what it does, because <laughs> I can't remember. 
So Mayhem Tiger says when he's attacking the uh, Vanguard and he's charging, uh, when my opponent puts a guard onto the Guardian Circle, I can Soul Blast one, and if it's a grade two or less, I retire the Guardian. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is unless you PG him, because when a PG is placed on on Guardian Circle, the auto still goes onto the stack or on standby, so you can still pay the cost for it. Or if you G-Guardian him, I could potentially, if I have eight soul, I can retire up to eight Guardians, as long as you keep putting things that are two, grade two or less onto the Guardian Circle. Yeah, when this card was spoiled, I was like, this card is fantastic. This card is amazing. Like, we yeah. wanted we wanted a charge in with resist, and they gave us Mayhem Tiger, and I was like, that's a cool compromise, Bushy. I, I appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. And this card, like, and to me, it is very much so one of the better cards. I, I will put it, like, under, like, it'd be, like, Well in Thavus, and then maybe some other card, and then I'd put Mayhem Tiger, top three cards revealed in the set. That's how good he is, in my opinion. Okay, the the, the reason I love Wailing Thavus so much, random side note, is that, like, I made Thavus just because of that card, because now when I, like, I have the proxy for it, so when I stride, you, you gotta put up the metal horns and go, yeah! <laughs> Wailing Thavus! Matt hates me for it. <laughs> Actual. As do mo- as do most people, because it gets annoying after a few games. But it is totally worth it. You know, the the blown out lungs and the you know the knife in the side, but still worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so mayhem tiger is the other part of the combos. If my opponent is at four or higher damage, and you're pressuring them, th- pressuring them with potential triple mayhem tiger, that means they have to either a force the vanguard to hit and they're either going to have to risk a critical or they're going to have to go to five damage and then still have to face triple mayhem tiger or they're going to have to pg or g guard the vanguard to to prevent the critical but then that means they don't have the pg or g guard to use on one of the mayhem tiger swings so it kind of puts your opponent in a hard place or between a rock and a hard place if they if you put them in that situation so it causes absolute mayhem you're saying Exactly. He fits his name in pretty well. So, uh, like, overall, do you think, how beneficial do you think this set was to Sprite Brothers? For the Rising deck, I thought it was really good for the Rising deck because it gave us Supernova. And one thing we didn't touch on with Supernova is that he's a free Persona flip, which All means right. he he enables a second track for Carl turn in case you can Miracle Ace them, mm-hmm. which is really important because... Carl is one of the few means to plus in Spike Brothers, so we got to take advantage of that while we can. But we have, we got Supernova, we got Mayhem Tiger, we got Air Force Eliza, which I explained, and that's, and we got Lethal Forward, which is a pretty impressive on hit unit that the clan got as well. What does it do? Uh, he says, while charging, uh, if I have a Ryzen Vanguard, he also gets plus 2,000, and then he says, on hit, uh, call a unit that's not him from the deck to an open rearguard circle, and then he returns back to the deck, basically, because he has to be in charge. So you get a free attack off as long as he hits, which is impressive. So that means, okay, let's say you have, like, two charge units, one of them's him, and he hits, mm-hmm. and then you put him back in deck, you could possibly get Wink Killer Misery, which is the Amber clone, right? You can't, you can't uh, 
call over him. You no, have to call. And, oh no, I mean like if you had like two charge units, so one of them went away, and then he's okay. the second battle. He hits, he goes back, and then you call wing killer on the other side. Right. And that's then, also, that's potentially possible. And then you go wing killer attack, and then call you, call you know call lethal again or call dove or whoever else. Right. Call something. Yeah. Call cobalt. Try to get the card back. Type of thing. Exactly. It that that's still, that's pretty neat. Um, Matt, why did you get rid of the deck again? <laughs> uh, Tiger Mayhem. Why? So, so it, the why I got rid of the deck is a little more complicated, and it's kind of uh, where Spike Brothers is sitting right now in this particular metagame is definitely part of it. Uh, so, if you look at the top decks right now, uh, you have, of course, uh, Gear Chronicle, which is like the best deck of the best deck, and I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. And uh, then the other like top decks are like very very aggressive. Like you have Grade One Rush Grand Blue and other variants of Grand Blue, which are able to be very aggressive, which the Miracle Ace deck struggles a little bit with in the early game. And uh, yeah, and uh, of course Royal Paladin, who have infinite aggressive lines. So yeah, and so the deck I feel does not did not sit well in that, mm-hmm. and. I just kind of wanted to move, like, minimize the amount of decks that I have, and Spike Brothers, I guess, ended up coming first. Well, there's I, that. I do think that. Sorry, what? I'm hurt. I'm sorry, man. He turned his back on the clan. <laughs> okay. And now he's sitting there talking if, to me about my clan. I'm playing. <laughs> it, I was just going to say, if it makes you feel better, his clan is Dimension Police, and Dimension Police is in a worse position, and he hasn't left them. So it's not. Uh, Fair. You know, um, well, also, uh, aforementioned friend Jared kept borrowing the deck, so like, it, you know, you sold it to Jared. It, it went to a good home, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there was like three tournaments where he would just borrow it, and I was like, <laughs> just keep it. Give me some money, keep it. And now, yeah. I would argue that Spike Brothers have always been, quote unquote, anti-meta, like even before now. Because back when Link Joker was far and away like rampant, you can always this is before universe happened, and so you would do your shenanigans with Ogle and then or a break ride with Bad End and then have no front row, so they can't lock anything down, and you didn't care because you didn't need your back row after a certain point in the game anyway. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, like granted, Gears and some other decks contend or put a lot of pressure on spike brothers but i feel the deck can still compete nowadays like grant like i don't know if you saw my whole reddit spiel about hetero around but the only reason that gears can beat spikes when well, that's not fair to say one the thing that help or helps gc against spikes is the fact that hetero around exists to shut down mm-hmm. the combo yeah pre pre hetero around if we could survive their big uh, Metallica Phoenix turn and then get a G Guardian in there along the way, we could definitely fight back with a big Miracle Ace turn. But now that Hedel Round is around, it kind of you have to hope they don't have Hedel Round in their hand, or you can have you have the means to counteract said Hedel Round. Yeah, because it's the key that I learned against most of these decks that have the G Guardians that can disrupt us, like the Denial Griffin and the Hedel Round Dragons of the world need to put them in a position where they need to have two G-Guards in their hand, otherwise they lose. And that sometimes that's easier said than done, but it's definitely possible, because I've definitely done it before. 
True. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is Kagero has kind of like gone on, you know, gone into hiding for a while um, on like a metagame scale. So that, like Denial Griffin isn't as much of a problem. But yeah, head around, hetero round is definitely a pain in the ass for everything. Right. Right. Don't the reason hetero round is bad versus why Denial Griffin isn't as bad is because Gear Chronicle has that insane first attack combo, and then they counteract your own combo with the hetero round. On the flip side, Denial Griffin isn't a clan that, that can't multi-attack in the same vein unless they're playing stand triggers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even then, they're not so, going to. Like, they're, they're only, right. like, crazy, crazy offense is either re-standy stuff, uh, Novel Vade, or Titan. Yeah, and th- mm-hmm. that's a lot easier to deal with. Um, right. Yeah, or, or th- well, yeah, and then Head Around also killed the very short existence of the Wiseman loop. So yeah. Because um, you're like, oh, that's cute. Head around, put it back. Yeah, exactly. W- which is why I, I prefer just the Revelation build instead of a uh, Wiseman loop. Mm-hmm. Which is still strong in its own right. Yeah, it's a very strong deck for sure, and really fun. But that's me. I'm jealous of your. I'm jealous of Genesis G Guardian though. Oh, Iris. Yeah, the one that puts three things from drop into soul. Oh yeah, good stuff. You know how many heads? I, you know how many heads I would roll if I had that with uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus with Miracle Christ. Ace. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be so good. On the plus side, you have like the funniest named G guard ever, Juggernaut Maximum. Like Juggernaut maximum. maximum, Maximum. Yeah, he's so terrible. He's so good, bad, good, bad. <laughs> <laughs> like what? he has, he's had, he has limited uses. So what he what he says is when he's placed on guard circle, choose one of my rear guards and give it plus ten thousand power. For some reason, if I did do that. He gives himself plus ten thousand shield until the end of the battle, and then at, at the end of the present turn, I put the unit I chose back into the deck at the bottom of my deck. See the only the reason, the only way I can find bad, it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, the reason it's the reason I say it's good bad is because it has such limited uses in terms of all the Spike Brothers decks. Because in Ryzen, after I stride the first time. I'm not going to have a unit in my front row unless I'm going for game with Miracle Ace out after my turn ends type of thing. But in Dudley, you're more likely to have units staying on board that you probably want to put back into the deck for later. True. Mm-hmm. It, it, and then... And, uh, oh, go ahead. If you're on Dudley Jessica, she like calls a free thing anyway that doesn't have to go back for whatever reason. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like Juggernaut Maximum Maximum is to Spite Brothers what the Thunderstrike G-Guard is to Narutami, where it's like, it's really good with this one thing, but every other variant is like, I don't need this. And the thing that trips me out about Max Max is that he was, like, two words away from being incredibly good, because I forget the exact wording of it, but if it was worded in such a way that the unit stuck around until the end of my turn, I could Ooh. attack with it and put it in charge with Supernova, and you'd have a, a, a plus 10k attacker. Plus like, 20k say, uh, if you pull right. that off. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. And so it was like really close to being like that incredibly good that I was sad when I was like, did Bushro make a mistake? Oh, they did it? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's always wor- or like bad when you see like a translation into English, and then you're like, please, God, let the translator fuck up. And then like, exactly. they reveal the official <laughs> translation. You're like, damn it! It didn't help that it was an English card because it was revealed at one of the tournaments. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it was it was in English print, and I was like, did they mess up? Like what? Like they didn't? Oh, okay. I guess we have to work with it. 
And now I'm upset I took up one of the slots in the SP pack. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it, like, it looks really cool in SP. I just don't want it popular, populating the SP pack. I would love an SP Millie, though, the charge PG. Oh, yeah. I wanted, legit. I wanted an SP, um, what's it called, Iris instead of Hannah Sotsky in the, mm-hmm. in, yeah. I can't wait for that SP Great Nature pack, though. I'm getting four of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Low key, I want uh, low key. I want SP Tank Mammoth and the Tachikaze one. Oh, just throwing it out there. Oh, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, that thing is like okay. You know how the, there are decks where people go, "Oh man, what's like the key card in the deck?" And they expect like your grade three. You're like, no, this random grade two turned out yep. to be way more important. Like for me, it's Crayon Tiger, and then in, Ma- in Matt's case, it's Tank Mammoth, right? Yeah, pretty much. What that is it? Great. What is it for for Nova? Is it like Wing Killer or no Frog Raider? Frog Raider. Yeah. That's right. Frog, Frog Raider is the amphibian. He is the amphibian, <laughs> the amphibian. equivalent of boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because um, he says he says auto when a unit with charge is put in the same column as him, you restand him. As long as you have a rise in Vanguard. Which is easy to do. Um and so the whole combo is Miracle Ace something, after a unit returns, you do Miracle Ace's cost, you put another charge unit in front of Frog Raider, and Frog Raider restands. And then you keep passing Miracle Ace's 5k boost to Frog Raider until, until he's a 37,000 booster at the end of the whole sequence, and then you have to block a PG that's attacking for 43,000. Yeah. <laughs> I know what Matt Pretty likes good. to do, or like, like Matt and then now Jared, because he passed it on, the like technique, is instead of looking, like picking up the card pile and putting two cards from soul, he just fans the soul out in front of the field, and then just pulls two <laughs> cards away. And then, <laughs> like, somehow that's worse when you're playing against it, because, like, they have, like, six cards, and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's still got three more attacks to go, because you can see it, versus asking and them telling it to you. No, the feeling from what I've learned from my friends is, if I have X amount of cards in my hand, and they see my drive check is charging it, charging it, and then a, a blank card, or a draw trigger, and I draw a charge in it off of that, that's when they start to get a little sad about my soul amassment at the time. <laughs> it's scary. It's a it beautiful feel, thing. It does feel good when you're like pretty far behind, and you're like, man, this drive checks need to be great, and then you're like, charge unit, charge unit, and you're like, oh, we got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in that position a lot. <laughs> it's like, I need like, I need two charge in this, or else I lose. Charge, Draw trigger, nothing. Charging. All right, we good. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Last thing, heal trigger. I don't care. Fuck it. Like my my heal trigger is a resource. It is the thing I push in the soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Nova skill. Put this heal trigger in the soul. I don't need anymore because I'm winning this turn. I'm losing. I'm going down the blaze of glory type of thing. <laughs> that kind of brings what? us to a different point because like a lot of people consider spikes an all in type of clan, but in my opinion. They're no more all-in than every other clan that tries to push for game and throw their resources to the fan. They just time it up into a certain match where it looks like it's an all-in type of thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense at all. That's true, but then there's, I al- think, uh, there's also the type of people who try and play Spike Brothers like there's some kind of paladin where you're like, I'm going to try right. and call like this perfect field and then just make it really big. I'm like, you got you got to kind of like on that turn, you really got to like, like you said, throw it to the fan. Right, you got to you got to spread out your your burst. Like we call, well, I call it gambits, where you have to like have like certain small plays in between to get you to your end result. And the the hard part of playing 
a deck like Ryzen is to see all those little plays in between to see what you need to do to get to your your end game. Mm-hmm. So like for every time I like I want to try Supernova, but I don't have the cards to pull off my combo. So like, well, I guess I'll go Danfer Lily here, and then I'll call out Double Watch and try to get another Soul in place for Miracle Ace in the future. You got to be forward thinking when it comes to spikes because every card in your hand counts and you have to keep those precious resources too too close to your chest mm-hmm. you gotta be lethally forward thinking exactly see uh, <laughs> I, I respect that, I appreciate that. M- Matt what were you gonna say <laughs> uh, I don't remember we were talking about uh... ah crap I, can't I stumped him yeah I stumped both this of was, you. This was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. This was like 45 you know, seconds no, ago. You know what I realized? Throughout this entire conversation, we never explained what Miracle Ace really did. Right. Go for it. All right. So if you're unaware, slash if you haven't paused it and looked up Miracle Ace by this point, he says Counter Blast 1, Persona Flip, and then he's, he gets two red text auto abilities, which means as long as you fulfill the condition, you can keep going until you can't do it anymore. He says, when a unit returns back to the deck, give another one of my units plus five until the end of turn. And then uh, Generation Break 3, Soul Blast 2, when a unit returns back to the deck, uh, pay the cost and call a unit from your hand into an open circle. It sounds small by itself. But the beauty of being a clan based around football is that when you put the whole team together, it makes an impressive whole. We are the Titans. My- okay, I'm done. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, you're forgiven. Such, such a dumb joke for me to do. I'm having a, I'm, so- I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, it's good. All right. Better than better than me confuse you with born Spike Brothers skills like I was thirty minutes ago. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry for for doing that, but like I, I gotta I'm offended. Keep, I, I, I I'm got, still offended. I gotta keep listenership up, which is like what like eighty <laughs> people. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I I have like a like a like a you know twelfth grade class worth of listenership. I need more listeners. Um, let's see. Okay. I, 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 I ask this every time we do a clan analysis. You are you work at Bushi Road, <clears throat> and you just got fired, and you are about to send some cards down to the printer, but you decide, fuck it, if I'm getting fired, I might as well break the clan. How do you break Spike Brothers? Ooh. That's kind of tough. Put me on the spot here. Sorry. The way, the way to break... Now, are we talking particular decks? In general, or we talk about just generic support for Spike Brothers. Hell, do everything. Uh, Matt, you too. <clears throat> the only thing that, in in my opinion, Spikes are missing like a couple things in terms of the Rising deck. If they ever release a Grade Two Double Watch, Oof. meaning that we don't have to dedicate one or two spots to this stand trigger that makes no sense for us to play in the context of our mechanic, that'd be awesome. So that'd be step number one is getting a grade two double watch into the deck. Okay, wait, double and watch. I'm trying to remember double, double watch. So stand trigger, watch if it's yep. charging on attack or boost, it gets plus 3k, and then afterward you soul charge, counter charge, put to bottom, right? 
when yep. it attacks the boost. But yeah, when it attacks yeah. the boost. Okay, sorry. Continue. And so, considering that we have a stand trigger in a clan whose mechanic says I'm attacking with these things, and then they're going back to the deck, it makes no sense for us to play a stand trigger in the grand scheme of things. True. But the skill is so good for what the clan needs that we have to play it if you're playing a Miracle Ace centric deck. True. So. See- so you want like a charging 9k Jumbo the stun gun? I don't want Jumbo because Jumbo says on place. I want Double Watch because then I can combine it with Supernova. Ooh. Sure. Okay. Nice. I get it. Okay. And so that'd be step number one. Step number two would be I would tweak Supernova's skill and I would trade in the 10k power boost to the skill that we talked about before, Atlas, in that when a unit returns back to the deck, I draw a card. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because the thing that spikes are missing is a solid advantage engine. We have to work really hard to get any sort of advantage in the clan that the second we get a consistent engine that gets us cards back into our hand, they'll just fuel Miracle Ace or Supernova or insert new stride boss here that it would probably put the clan over the top. Oh, I think I, oh my god, this was like from months ago. Can, thank you for remembering that, where it was like, it, where it was like the Finrear Stride, where it changed the charge ability to right, afterward where it goes to hand, right? But that's why, because what you told me is what I theorized as well, and what I'd hoped that Supernova would be, was that it would put charge units into charge for the cost, and then it would change charge to say, instead or Instead of it would change charge to being either it'll return back to deck and I draw a card, or at the end of the battle I return you to back to hand instead of put it back to the bottom, mm-hmm. which would be insane because I could be like, oh, I attack with Cobalt Impulse. Oh, it hit. Well, I'll draw and then I'll return it back to my hand for later. So I appreciate that. Yeah, <clears throat> it'd be insane. Now, if we had a generic, I would need like one generic um, advantage engine. I used to theorize, like, if we had, like, uh, an on-call version of, what's his name, Duckbill, where if, like, if it was called during the battle phase, I could draw a card or something like that. Just some way to refund the fact that we keep having to commit cards from our hand to put in the soul to do something. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it would give it, like, Spike Brothers' version of life insurance, right? Exactly. And then, <laughs> I, would, then I would just tack in a stride that gains a crit just because we, who, who wouldn't like that? Yeah. That's true. You guys, you guys need your own lunatic. Or exactly. I think uh, a, a, a restanding a stride would be really funny because uh, you get the stride skill twice, right? Oh, the GB two. No, the stride skill. Oh yeah, yeah. Because not once per. <laughs> that oh would my be God. fun. Matt, how would you get the restand off? Like, what's the what's the uh, skill for that? Or like, I, I've actually thought about this before. <clears throat> okay, go on. So. In the similar vein of something like uh, Tetra Drive or something like that, where X number of units st- stand or however it works, it would trigger after a certain amount of units return back to the deck. Ooh, nice. Okay. So it'd be, it'd be like after two units return back to deck through charge, pay some cost, restand the Vanguard. Nice. Which wouldn't be hard to do because you could call one out through Nova Stride skill, and then you could have Wink Killer That'd and call other. out another one. Exactly. This seems super fun. That would be that, that would be very awesome. Obviously, you probably like drop three cards for the restand as like part of the cost. Whatever. No, no, I wouldn't say that because we have to give up two cards out of our hand to put in the soul to call things out. Ooh, so you just drop a single card? 
And then yes, I say oh. drop one card. I like it. Touche. That's good. Oh, the reason I'd be afraid, as much as I love spikes, I don't want them to be broken. super meta. Because when you make a clan super meta, you try to figure out what is it that's breaking the clan that you need to restrict or limit. And the one thing that they're going to hit is they're going to hit Mecha Trainer as being starter. Oh, yeah. And Mecha Trainer is king, and losing him as starter would hurt a lot because our follow-up options are uninspired and very unspectacular. Yeah, like, Mecha Trainer is your ride consistency because your stride fodder lets you search for Rising Nova, so if you don't, mm-hmm. if you have, like, a grade 3, you don't want to ride. You go Counterblast, kill Mecha Trainer, get stride fodder, call, reveal, get Rising Nova. Exactly. So you're playing with Say you have eight grade threes in your deck. You're playing your, you're you're playing with eight grade three. You're playing with eight rising novas essentially, mm-hmm. as long as you have Mecha Trainer as your starter. Yeah, you're right, Matt. And what so, about you? Uh, as far as things that would break the clan, or just or yeah, and d- j- just like create a card. Things the clan's needs. Maybe uh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with a, a lot of what he said about needing a way to recoup advantage, or kind of recoup losses from making plays because you have to do something like on like let's say you're striding first you have to do something and every card you commit to that first to the first stride turn is basically going to be a lost card unless you hit with dampier lily and it's just kind of like you need ways to gain that back especially in that first turn to build up for the miracle ace turn Hmm. so i agree with a lot of a lot of what he said so interesting proof what were you going to say I lost. I lost train of thought. God damn it! I was gonna say I, w- I would like to hear uh, Matt's ideas for what would break the clan in half. In half, <laughs> okay. Not even just a little crack. He's gonna break it in half. No, I think. Just... Uh, I think if there was a restanding stride unit, as we were discussing before, I think uh, the with two return is kind of a too cheap of a thing. Uh, I think it would probably be three because it's really easy to get two, just for no reason. But it's really, really obnoxious to get three. It's easy to get three. I mean, it's well, yeah, it is easy to get three, but you have to, you know, you have to actually have like another way to call something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the two just doesn't force you to even need that really, except you need like a wing killer, uh, whatever. I think you but, mm-hmm. in in my head, what I think you would have to do is go hive like something with hive maker, where you go call hive maker, he gets a thing, yeah, and then wing hive killer maker gets would third. be. Yeah, Highmaker would be the guaranteed option. Yeah. You can go the, the cheeky, I'm going to pray for this thing to happen and go for something like uh, Lethal Forward. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty forward. funny. <laughs> but 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 I think uh, I think that ever so slight jump might give it so that you don't need, maybe you, st- maybe you have to put like a card from Hand of Soul or something as like the cost and then unflip a copy or Counterblast 1 or something. That seems but, about right. I think the That's idea fair. of a, a restanding Vanguard for Spike Brothers is uh, is really cool. Yeah. Either a restander or a crit gainer, because I like to say this a lot, in that Spikes are the redheaded stepchild of Dark Zone, <laughs> because there's a lot of things that we don't have that the other three clans in Dark Zone do have. Okay, for I'm example... A, I'm a Pale Moon player. Hit me. Go for it. All right. For example, Spikes don't have a crit gain in stride. When the other three clans do. Wait. Yeah, you, uh, that's true. Okay. Spikes don't have... When the when the first wave of G-Guardians came out, 
Spikes was the only one that didn't have an exterior effect that benefited the deck in the grand scheme of things. Let's see. Soul mm-hmm. Charge 2, Checked Top 3, Put Something in Soul, and Allure being the most broken thing ever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's see. Those are the main two things. I had, like, a whole list of them back when I made this post, like, a couple months ago. Yeah. But, like, if you go through what the other three clans have, Spikes don't have that. Like, uh, now that now that Where Tiger Gigger came out, that means that all three clans have an exterior way to draw cards outside of needing draw triggers. Mm-hmm. True. Although, all we have is a juggler, which is hard sometimes. But hey, still counts. I guess so. Um, <laughs> it still counts. Yep. You know how much we would love an egg juggler. True. Wait, how would that work? What charge soul blast draw or when placed on rear uh, through an effect soul blast one draw card? Hmm. That that would still be hard to manage with uh, miracle ace though. Which is fine though because I I theorized a deck that didn't focus on miracle ace where you just focus more on supernova and picaro. All right. The the issue was that was that. The issue with that deck, minus being really good, is that having access to first try Miracle Ace against certain matchups is really important. And so you need to dedicate the few slots that you need to dedicate towards that, which is Devil Watch and another means of soul charging. Yeah, which is that, like either Liar Lips, Silence Joker, etc. Right, or um, or Medical Manager, the, the grade one. On call soul charge, right? Or on ride, too. Oh, cool. That... And so, first try Miracle Ace is so strong because when you lay it out, you only need to soul charge two things over the course of your one, two, and three ride. As long as you have both Frog Raider and Misery, you can get eight cards in the soul by the time you stride Miracle Ace and go through the whole chain to have four extra calls. Mega Blast, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't bring up Unite Attacker. Oh, God. Yeah. That... <laughs> That thing was terrible. I was joking, say United Attacker is the one card that you don't know in Vanguard. Well, it had the same effect as everybody else, which is unhit, Mega Blast, retire all their rear guards. No, it didn't. Wasn't it? No, United Attacker was Gold Paladin before Gold Paladin existed. What was it? On United hit? Attacker, on hit, Mega Blast, I think look at the top five, call out two or three. Oh, that is Gold Paladin. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, he's the one car you didn't know existed. True. <laughs> I just know he looks like a gorilla. That's it. He looks like something, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, speaking of decks that aren't Miracle Ace, uh, there's a random deck that uh, was announced that was mentioned on the Japanese website for a side event where you have to like play five matches and then you win something. Anyway, got some award for being a pretty interesting deck. It is a Spike Brothers Dudley. Uh, Dudley Jessica deck with the uh, Bad and Dragger engine, as in to get more grade 3s for advantage because that's what they're there for. Uh-huh. So, it plays maximum Dudley Mason and mm-hmm. maximum other... Du- it plays basically the 8 Dudley grade 2s that you care about and uh, uh, various Dudley grade 1s, but uh, they seem to be pretty in on... They have 4 Geronimo and 2 Caligula, so... It's on the Japanese side, anyway. That's interesting. If you want to dig around there, was was it a bad end spam deck? Cause that's a that's a pretty viable deck too. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily spamming bad end. They're only playing two pad end dragger and two of uh the death flag dragger. I assume it's just for the advantage of getting an extra card because okay. we we mentioned the lack of advantage engine, 
And with only seven grade threes in this deck, it gives them a way to stride more consistently. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's all right. I just, I'm interested. I, I saw it on the Japanese side. I've not played this deck at all. It's playing a Devil Dumb Chemist also, the 8K PR that when... No, that's a 6K PR. Oh, sorry. 6K PR that when it attacks, you can Soul Blast one and you double its current power, whatever that is. So if you have a trigger mm-hmm. on it, that's a 22K attacker by if itself. If you boost it as well. Oh, that counts too? Sweet. Yeah, yep. if you boost it, it's a 26 with a 7k booster with no triggers. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, it, he, he gets real big. <laughs> he's good, and he he's an auto two of in everything that's not Ryzen. And yep. even some players that play Ryzen try to find space for it. Yeah, usually you can only get one in your deck, and then you're like, well, that's it. It kind of it hurts now with uh, Mayhem Tiger, though, because he kind of monopolizes the soul. the soul blast you're not going to be using for Mir- for miracle ace mm. yep so now he's fighting and mayhem tiger is isn't rising restricted so you can also put him into other decks as well that can reliably call during the battle phase that's really cool so you can tech him into your your uh bad end legion deck your bloody ogle deck and in place of chemist mm-hmm. potentially because you're not doing anything with that soul anyway that's crazy. Um, wow. Told you. Mayhem, the low-key oh, the low key MVP of uh, Set 9. Yeah, that card is... Ooh. He is <laughs> insane to me. So I haven't done the math on this yet, and I, I'm planning to eventually I'll get when I get around to it. Uh, so what, at what percentage would you feel comfortable playing Dudley Caligula at in order to, like, what percentage of calling exact, of at least three Dudleys which, or, you know, getting all three Dudleys, would you feel comfortable with playing Dudley Caligula at? Like, do you want it, like, 70% of the time, 80% of the time, 90% of the time? If I'm if I'm playing Dudley Caligula and I'm trying to get his seal off, I want to get three units whenever I use him because it feels it's going to feel really bad to put in two cards from your hand and get less than the three units that you can get off of him. Right. Because then he just, then he just becomes a bigger version of Delhi Emperor and Delhi Emperor for as big of a boon as he was at the time that he was revealed, that big break even hurts in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, so I would reason, try to get Oh go ahead. The I asked because uh there's what percentage uh you choose kind of depends on how many spot, how many Dudley units you'd play in your deck. Right. So the list I'm looking at has what five thirteen sixteen Dudley units in the deck. Mm-hmm. So as many Dudleyans as triggers, and so the question is like, how likely are you to find three in the top eleven? So. That'd be tough, like, because I'm not a, I'm not huge on the, I'm not a big stats type of person when it comes to that. So I don't know. Probability was my worst part of stats. <laughs> full disclosure. Don't don't look at me, man. I'm a creative writing major. I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> I would, considering that I used to play sixteen charge units in Miracle Ace, and I thought that was a comfortable number. I don't see why 16 wouldn't be a bad number to play with Caligula. The issue comes in the fact that you need to get to your stride, at which time you probably saw one or two or three double units when that happened between drive mm. checks, drawing them, and hitting the damage zone. So that reduces the concentration of deadlies within your deck to where you give yourself a better chance of whipping on it. Right. And I'm going to assume we're going to be out three by the time we end up uh, striding anyway. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're on Dudley Tuska. 
But if you don't, oh, then Dudley calls one. Yeah, she calls one. So that's even less than it. Yeah. All right. My thing with Caligula is that she doesn't, or Caligula himself doesn't play well with Dudley Jessica unless you are on an empty board. Right. Because, I mean, say you have one unit in the back and you call out something with Dudley Jessica. That means unless you call, unless you fail to grab a third unit, one is going to have to go behind your vanguard, and it's not going to do anything for that turn. Okay, the thing you just mentioned, or the thing you mentioned a few minutes ago about the egg juggler, wouldn't that be cool if that was a Dudley? But that behind vanguard, get your soul blast draw. That'd be really nice. Hashtag full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will admit. Dudley Caligula is a good catch-up engine for the deck, though. That's true. If, uh, if they end up needing it. Um, well, I mean, you also have the other tools of the deck, which is Dudley Geronimo, which gives you back row attacks. You have... Uh, you, you also have, like, Picaro, too. So, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not... I Like, Matt, I, I think you're right where it's, like, a good catch-up engine. Um, or if, you, you know, if your board's empty or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me wants to, part of me wants to make the deck, but I already have, like, six of them. So I should probably lay off. <laughs> Let's see. Picaro was a um a pretty big winner in this set because his viability went up a lot because of mm-hmm. Supernova and because of Caligula coming out. True. Oh, God. This is like another... I, I wish CFA worked on my terrible Mac. It's like a five-year-old Mac. <laughs> like I, Okay, so, so there's like a thing called Wine Bottle where you can in, install it on your Mac and you can play... CFA, right? Mm-hmm. I tried it, and it was literally, like, I took a damage, it, I timed it, it took two minutes for the card to go from the deck to the damage zone. So I was wow. like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So it, it, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get to test stuff like you do. Um, but if you, if you uh, I, I did watch your uh, video about Dudley. The, you know, Dudley versus, I forgot what it was. Um, One recently? Yeah, it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Oh, uh, that's when I was on my honeymoon. Uh, what was that? That was Deli Jessica versus Sanctuary Guard, yeah, I believe. That's right. That was she came through. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that that plus two K came through for me for sure. Also, being <laughs> but a thirteen K base. Oh, go ahead. Uh, being a thirteen K base doesn't hurt either for Deli Jessica. It really doesn't. Good GB two. It's good for uh for the gears matchup for sure. Take that time leap. <laughs> a low key good grade two, or not grade two, grade three is a Dudley Turbo Lappler from the set. I for- set nine. I forgot what that does. Uh, I forget what his first skill is because I think it's pretty irrelevant. But his second skill says when you stride on him, you choose one of your vanguards, and it says red text. When a unit with Dudley attacks, you can soul blast one. If you do, the attacking unit gets plus five, and then you after that so it continually feeds itself but it's a way for Dudley's to get a extra power because it's plus 10,000 with Dudley Geronimo yeah. and that's including your back row attackers and, and then it's a self-contained effect where it feeds itself to where if you're playing a strictly Dudley deck you just soul blast a Dudley shove the Dudley into the soul and you keep cycling that through as well well there's that and then also you now have two Dudley cards that are good on Vanguard Circle that you want for mm-hmm. stride turns. Um, exactly. Like, du- Dudley's are to Spike Brothers, but Blue Waves are to Aqua Force, I think. Where now, now you have, like, an Aqua Force, you have Anger Boil, and then also uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham, I guess you could call it. Like, the, the guy with the pink <laughs> hair that, like, fixes your heart. 
So like they're they're both good things oh, like, to be on. They like Asian or something like that. Eason. Yeah, I, I I don't I can't remember the name. Like I always come up with stupid little names for you know cards. Like for example, like Obterandis uh, from Mega Colony. I, I always called it Amadeus. <laughs> How you gonna call him Amadeus? Amadeus is a Spike Brothers unit. Oh yeah, no, I, I just call him Amadeus because like Optor, it's same number of. Nope, I'm offended. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Also, I okay, so I I told told that to a friend of mine, and like he strode into Obterandus and he went, oh oh, oh Amadeus, Poof, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, let's see. I th- I I think we should. Uh, kind of wrap it up here. Do you guys have any other comments about Spike Brothers? I want to end the discussion right now. What's the best heel trigger in Spike Brothers? Oh, God. Cheer Girl Tiara. Cheer Girl Tiara. Flat out. Fact. All right. I'm, I'm glad we can agree on that. Exactly. The OG the OG heel trigger is the only one worth playing. Well, okay. She's on my play, man. The, the, the new one that came in the tech booster is not that bad, but it's not the best. Talk about uh, Magical Manager? Yes. She's only good because she came hollow in the Japanese thing thing. True. That's true. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if, if you if, if if you like go digging in your store's common box and you find her in Adelaide, but you can't find Tiara, go with Magical Manager. <laughs> or go with another clan seal trigger, JK. <laughs> Christ. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, uh, proof. You want to plug your channel since we're coming to an end here? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, I guess slash Living Proof VG. That because if you if you look up just Living Proof, I think you're gonna end up on some type of makeup channel. But that ain't me. <laughs> okay, see now I'm imagining you being like, all right. So today I'm gonna learn to teach you how to uh, you, you know cover up pimples and also check out this Spike Brothers stuff. L- Living Proof, <laughs> the makeup and Vanguard channel. Make it happen. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I could be I could be hitting a new new target audience with that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so definitely definitely a living proof VG. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you can at living proof VG. I'm kind of on there. I'm trying to be more active on there. And that's pretty much it. Don't, don't you have like a? Patreon? I don't have a fan page or anything yet. Can you get like a Patreon huh? or something? You like you put up a post on the subreddit about like. A Patreon. Oh yeah, I got a Discord server now. Discord, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's a little, the little chat app. Uh, it's a weird string of letters and numbers. So I can't plug it, but I, I put up a video about it on my channel. So if you want to join the Discord server, definitely feel free. I'm pretty active on there. If you want to try and get in contact with me in real time. Yeah, and then also they can find you on CFA whenever you're on there testing. You can find me on CFA. I'm really active on the Vanguard Reddit. Yeah. Not not as active on Pojo anymore, and usually the Reddit is the best place to find me, or my Discord, or on the Discord server. Yeah, I mean that's how I found you was Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. Man, oh yeah, and, and then uh, your YouTube channel has been catching up quick. Like it's been like a month, and you went from like one hundred to five hundred or something. So- no, uh, it was over the span of this year. Oh, okay, like I, I put out, I put out the um, I. I Need to do more of it, but I had a series called Cold Heart Proof where I went through my charts and everything, talking about numbers of how big this combo does in terms of damage. And I did that around the, the first tech booster when I figured out how Miracle Ace started to work. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this thing, I could do like 11 attacks and force out all this guard. I need to, and I 
want to tell people about it because I did this one. I was just chilling and putting numbers together because that's what I'd like to do. And so I was like, this would be a cool thing to do. And so I started putting it out. And then Zeronis Vega, bringing him back into the mix, he shared the video onto the Reddit site. And then things just kind of took off from there. And, like, people started commenting. And then I, I just started gaining more traction over time for considering that I play Spikes and pretty much only cover Spike Brothers. I got a decent following, a good following. I really appreciate everybody that follows me on YouTube. And it kind of just kind of caught me by, by surprise that I went from like 100, then 200, and now I'm, I just broke 500, which is insane to me considering what I do. So thank you for those that like what I put out there. It keeps me motivated to want to put out more. Yeah, when the uh, Tech Booster came out, I probably watched, what was it, the uh, second one where you compared the uh, R- Bloody Ogle and Rising build? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that video probably like three times or something. <laughs> See? Look at that. <laughs> Respect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those charts were good. They were very helpful. And uh, they, kind of, they kind of fit in line with how I imagine, uh, how I, how, how I imagine like, uh, card advantage in Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was, it was very helpful for me. I think that I, I think that would be a, uh, like its own episode, man. Like about card advantage. Oh, we should we should <laughs> talk about that later. Anyway, um, and then don't forget don't forget to follow Nexus at night on Twitter and the Nexus Core Twitter. And uh, I guess till next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And proof. And we'll see you next time. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff. <laughs>